Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I had the opportunity of presenting special guest Alita Morrill to the show today. Alita has been helping people get and stay balanced for over 12 years. She ensures that their energies is clear of all contaminants and especially non-beneficial energies. These energies are very common in our world, and most of us are unaware of them. The most important aspect of Alina's process is that she helps her clients rid their minds of stinking thinking, something that could bewilder any of us. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Alita to the show. Welcome to the show, Alita. Hey, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I, I appreciate you coming on, and I love that you do energy work. I've dabbled with some Reiki energy healing, some pranic healing, but I've never, I got certified in levels one and two for Reiki and just basic level pranic, but I've never done it professionally, but I do it for, like my mom has a, a tough neck because she's 76 and has arthritis and I'll do some energy healing on her just privately, but nothing professionally. But I want to ask you, how did you get involved in this area? Because it's such an important area to be involved in. Oh, you asked a leading question. <laughs> so I worked in corporate America for over 40 years and I retired in March of 2008. And I was still young. So I thought I'd run my Arbonne business for a whole year. I did everything perfectly. I did great, but I made no money. I was a runner. And in February of 2009, my chiropractor had been on maternity leave and she came back. She calls me and she says, I'm back working again. I get you should come see me. And I was like, that's an interesting comment. 
And I already had a new chiropractor, but I felt so awkward that I went and set the appointment. So a week before that appointment came, I thought, I just saw my other chiropractor. I don't need this. I didn't feel comfortable canceling it. So I just pushed it out a week. All right. So the night before the changed appointment, I had the voice message on my recording system at home. It's reminded me of the appointment. And so I thought, I don't cancel appointments. It's too late to call and cancel it anyway. So I guess I'm going. So I went to that appointment, lay down on the chiropractic table. She was doing kinesiology, which is muscle testing with my arm. And she says, oh, I feel so much sadness. And I went, huh? I'm not sad. I'm really happy. I'm so happy. She goes, tests again. And she says, yep, there's sadness. And it what came to my mind, and so bear with this, I told her that my ex-husband, who I had been divorced from for five years, married to 17 years, he was an extreme narcissist, clinically bad, okay? And she said, I told her that he committed suicide two weeks ago. And she goes, oh, it's him. You, he's here. You need to talk to him. And she walked away from the table. And I'm like, what is this? I immediately felt his energy. I said to him, I loved you once. I don't anymore. You hurt me. You hurt my children. We're happy now. You need to leave. Tears were streaming down my face. I felt his energy. I felt a release. She comes back to the table tests me again and says, he's gone now. But she points up into the corner and she said, but he's up there and he's really angry. And I'm going, oh my gosh, that would be him. That would be him. And so that put me on a path of what in the heck was that? And so I started seeing her every couple of weeks and we collaborated and we started, I worked with her for about six months and then we started collaborating. So what my year was crazy making, the way I interpret it is that God had plans for me. During that year, I learned all about dark energy. I'd have people tell me there's no such thing as dark energy. You're making it up. And I'm going, no, I didn't make that up. Okay. So I thought this is different for me than for them. I learned how to grow my intuition. I took classes in it. I learned, I met a whole bunch of people. And by the time the year was up, I was working, collaborating with a chiropractor. And, and so in February of 2010, she kept getting information in and she said, I don't know what this is for. And I looked at the information and could actually see my clearing protocol, which I still use today, which is how I laid out the energy, the information in order to clear energy. So I learned how to clear energy in that year. I had to. You know, your answer really intrigues me because it, it actually reinforces what I talk about all on my show all the time. And when people ask me about being an intuitive psychic medium, I always say, I read energy. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I tune in and read energy when I talk to the other side or when I even give intuitive readings. Yeah. And as you're giving this example of your situation with mediumship with your ex committed suicide, I think that reinforces the energy quotient of what I say about being intuitive and psychic is it's all energy. It boils down to energy, our Mm -hmm. ability to read it, interpret it, and understand it within ourselves. And you had a paradigm shift in that answer too. You went from thinking of the world one way to automatically now see this larger. It was immense and it was bigger than I can't even explain what that experience was. (laughs) 
Interestingly, as you bring that up, one of my first mediumship experiences existed the night my grandfather passed away. He came to me as loving energy, not as angry energy, but loving energy. And I connected with him and I was in Baraboo, Wisconsin, doing a deposition for my early legal job. And I always had a premonition that when he passed, he was like my father figure because I came from a same part family. I always had a premonition that when he passed, I'd be by myself and no one to console me. And that's what happened. But he consoled me and his energy consoled me. And that's what made me. And I'm sure like what you've gone through as an experience the last 12 years since 2004 has been for me, it's like, we're on our own journey after that. It's a spiritual awakening. And you realize you're not just the five senses anymore. We're not in a 3D world anymore. And we have a purpose. I know. And I think that's what you're saying. And I agree with you hundred percent. As you say that, feel your energy. I feel a sincerity of saying we all have a purpose. And we God sets you, set you out on the purpose that you're on right now and the journey you've been on since mm-hmm. you've been doing this for 12 years. How has your personal life changed in terms of how you look at life and death or how you look at your next chapter, your book right now? No pun intended. I know a book's coming out, but. At this point, I feel I don't have an end. Okay. I feel almost omnipresent to all that's around me. First of all, my life is total peace and equal. It's just huge peace. I don't have problems. My whole life is just totally streamlined. I can't wait to get up every morning. I can't wait to go to bed at night. Every moment of every day is ultimately what I choose it to be. It's peaceful. But what ends up happening is that people around me end up raising their vibration to match me. It's 2017. I was living next door to my daughter, her family. We decided to merge homes. So we sold two big homes and built a bigger one so that we're both in it. My whole family agreed that they would raise the vibration of the house, meaning everything has a place. It's a completely organized home. We love life here. And so it's fun to see it trickle to other members of my family. I think And that's another part of this conversation I'm really enjoying already, by the way, is how people around you react when you have the paradigm shift, as I call it, or any of us call it. But can you share that with our audience, like how family members reacted to your story, if you shared it with them, or or early people you were talking to about it? I'd love to share. I have a couple different ones. The first one is that as the chiropractor cleared the energy from me, all of a sudden, my seven-year-old grandson who lived next door... 10 minutes before dinner, he'd flop on the floor like a jellyfish and throw a huge tantrum like a two-year-old. And I'm going, that doesn't fit. I recognized that he had energy on him like I had on me. So I said to that energy, if you're not here for highest and best good, go to the light. And he got up, dusted himself off and walked away. And my daughter said, what did you do? (laughs) So here's someone reacting to me. I told her and I taught her. And it was happening all the time. He would flop on the floor. And I figured out that it was his father's grandpa. And he wasn't a very good energy. And he kept coming back. Now, I'm going to give you an aside. I have since figured out that in my clearing, we have to clear so they leave and don't come back. And I figured out how to do that. But that was the first one. So my daughter started doing it. When I wasn't there and it worked, but one day she calls me and says, mom, I can't get it to leave. Would you come over? And I said, honey, I'm not home. I'm out shopping. Let me see if I can do it. So I did the clearing from the grocery store or whatever. And she goes, oh, great. It left. And I'm going, cool. I can do this over the phone. Okay. Now at this day and age, or actually back then, 
my grandchildren would ask me to do energy clearings for them. One time, my grandson, who was in third grade, he's now a senior at Notre Dame. We're so proud of him. But he asked me to clear his teacher. And I said, really? I said, what's going on? So I asked the story. So he said, every day after lunch, she gets really angry. So I said, okay, what time is lunch over? He said, 12 o'clock. I said, well, I'll see what I can do. So I happened to look at my watch and it was 12 o'clock. And I go, okay, I guess I should check his teacher. So I asked God, can I check his teacher's energy? And I got a yes. I said, is she clear? I got a no. I asked permission that I could clear her and I got a yes. So I cleared her energy. That day after school, I didn't say anything. I wanted to see if he'd come up and say something. After he'd been home a while, he goes, oh, Granny, thank you so much for clearing my teacher. She was so much better today. And I went, so I get requests from my grandchildren all the time to clear them. I just finished one for my granddaughter, who's 16. She's she's doing her flute in a solo competition today. And she said, I'm, get, I'm feeling really nervous. And so I grounded her, I balanced her, and I cleared her energy. And I said, you're good now. And she just texted that she did fine in the solo. So it's like, I bring it to the whole family and they actually embrace it. One of the things I always go over with people when we talk about on the show too, is how widespread intuitive people are, people with intuitive abilities. I think it's a realizing of the consciousness and how energy ties into it. And you're basically my exhibit A today. I've enjoyed our interview because the things I talk about when I talk about energy healing and tuning in and being spiritual is I try to keep it simple to people. Like college friends have always asked me, how do you do this stuff and being a medium and you're an attorney? And I'm like, I found my way when my grandfather passed away. You had your awakening on a chiro- at a chiropractor's office with your ex. It's a journey we're on, but once we're on it, it's your life is never the same again. And you can't go back. You can't put it back in the bottle. You can't put the genie back in the bottle once you experience a, a spiritual type thing. And it's no. a powerful thing. And so I build upon it, right? So everything that I learn is more and more information. And I use it in my business, right? I just worked with a young man from Mexico this morning. And He picked up really bad energy from school because he got an argument with one of his friends and it turned really sour on him. He hates to go to school. He's in anger all the time. And I found energies on him that were creating that havoc in his life. And I said, we need to get rid of this. He picked up dark energy. I cleared that. He picked up an actual spirit of a teacher at the school believe it or not, that was in anger. And so when I got done, he goes, oh, I feel so much better. I actually feel happy again. And I went, okay, that's what we wanted. Yes, it's totally part of my life. And I, it's just there all the time. You raise an important point about the power of healing, having the ability to heal another person with your knowledge and with your being in tune to the energetic aspects of our lives, I think make a powerful statement on our own ability to heal ourselves. I want to ask you, do you teach people to clear their energies internally through their own practices? And what's been your experience with that? I, a year after I created my protocol, then I realized that it was really hell on wheels for me to go through an awakening. And I decided I wanted it to be easier for other people. And I had a stack of books 
that were my go-to books when I first opened up, okay, and learned. And I looked at that stack of books and I said, I need to teach this stuff. So I started in, so that was in February of 2010. So February and March, pretty much those two months, I created a course in awareness. And I have a it's now a five-class course. I added a fifth class. I started with four, but I have a five-class course where I walk people slowly through what energy is and how we can use it. I teach, I think, 56 tools. They're tools I've both learned different places and tools I've created, and they go from clearing and balancing and grounding, protecting and healing. So all of the above is what I teach. Yes, absolutely. Because I want it to be easy for other people. And I'm finding that people that go through my class start creating their own life and their own ability to clear and keep everyone in their life in balance. One of the things I I learned early in my journey in 2016, when I became an open intuitive psychic and my best friend owns a metaphysical shop. So it works out pretty well here in Tampa, the power and benefits of using crystals and energy healing. And I want to ask you if you had any experience with that, and if you could share your own personal experiences, if any. I love crystals and I have quite a few. My favorite, very, yeah, there you go. <laughs> For anyone on video, I'm showing. Uh-huh, yeah. And my crystals, my favorite crystals are those that I can use in a pendulum like this one here. And I love them for the warmth that they bring to me. So I'm not a crystal healer, even though when I was at that chiropractor, the one of the first things she told me is you're a crystal healer and you need to carry a quartz crystal around in your pocket. So I did. I found a rock store and went, oh, wow, these look at this. I found a crystal and carried it around in my pocket. I feel a very warm connection to them. I don't use them for healing when it comes to a pendulum. The reason I do a pendulum is because I receive all my information intuitively. So I confirm everything with a pendulum because I don't ever want to be attacked. (laughs) I have been attacked while I was clearing someone one time and that can change my answers. So I use the crystal to ensure that my answers were 100%. Or I'll stop this work. If I'm not 100% accurate, I'll just do something else. <laughs> As a psychic, I tell people, I don't just to give myself some room. I say, I'm never 100% accurate, but I usually feel like I can be. With all the intuitive work you're doing, crystal energy healing, do you consider yourself a psychic as well? Or do you consider yourself a recipient of information that derives from energetic sources off of other people? I realize that I have psychic abilities. There's no question about it. <laughs> And so I I can't deny that because my intuition is sharp as a tack, all right? So everybody has different gifts. Energy, I don't see energy. And as a matter of fact, I'm glad I don't because I clear some pretty icky, mean, horrible, dark stuff. I'll tell you a couple stories. I cleared this girl was before I was charging. So for about two months, I just cleared people that called me. And I didn't charge them. So this girl calls and I thought, oh my gosh, she's got this poltergeist stuff going on in her car. God, can I help her? Because I didn't, I listened to her message and I was getting ready to call her back. And I got, yes. Okay. Do I know what to do? I got, yes. Okay. So I called her back. She had 
the radio station going back and forth, the door locks going up and down, and she could see a very dark cloud. I just went on my protocol and I just went from one thing to the next. And all of a sudden she said, oh, the dark cloud is lifting. And I'm going, wow. And then she goes, oh, the radio station stopped going back and forth. And I went, oh. And then it was the door locks that stopped. But And she's also the person that would call me once and she had she saw a claw coming through her wall. <laughs> and I cleared it, but I don't have to see it. <laughs> so my gifts are absolute clear knowing and I feel energy. So I have that sense as well. I've heard it. I've seen it. I've smelled it. I've all of the senses. I've had a chance to experience each one, but my main ones are feeling and knowing. I love that you are you have self-awareness of it. And we all have our own unique abilities and gifts. Even though I tell people I'm a psychic medium, I've had people come to me and say, Hey, what do you pick up about my job? What do you pick up about my future? And I can still do that. I've recently taken a short break from giving readings to people so I could focus on being a lawyer. And I want to ask, and it's unique because it's not that you shut it off. You just switch your focus for a little bit. It's refreshing yourself. Have you ever taken a break from doing this? And if so, then when you get back involved in it, what has that been like for you? To- so I've never taken a break. It's always just been there for 12 years. I've always cleared people. It's just part of my life. <laughs> I find when I have a co- an opportunity to have a conversation with someone like you, like for a show, I raise my vibration by delving into spirituality. It's, I look forward to having an interview like this because not only does it give me an opportunity to share your gifts and your experiences with our audience, but on a personal level, it raises my own personal vibrational energy from like a work week. If I had a long work week and then I'm doing it, it's, it's great. And do you feel like you get lifted up when you work with, even when you clear the energies from people, do you feel like I have a theory that when I give readings to people or when I'm doing things like this with you today, that the universe gives me endorphins <laughs> and I get high on life, so to speak, through the endorphins of the spiritual energy that mm-hmm. works through me when I work with other people or when I have conversations with amazing people like yourself. And I want to ask if you've had any experiences like that. And if so, can you share that? Yeah, all the time. A day for me might be a clearing. When I do a first clearing for people, it takes me two hours. It's a long process. And you would think my butt get tired sitting in the chair when I do two or three in a row. That's a lot of sitting. But no, I'm totally energized after helping people. I actually feel the same way as you in that every time I find the energies and clear another person, it raises my energies up. So it's not unusual for me. The evening comes and I might want to sit and just read or something, but my phone's very busy. (laughs) I have people that are giving me an update. They're asking me for help. On the in a text, I might have four or five clients that are texting me in the evening, and I go ahead and I'll pretty much answer them because. But it's energizing. It's I don't go. Oh, there's another one. It's <laughs> because it can be a bit much when my phone is full of texts like that. I'm generally I'm guided. Sometimes I get the feeling that just wait till tomorrow, wait till business hours. And I'll wait on a particular client, but for the most part, I'll give them a pretty, pretty quick answer. Spin their plate. I think of it as spinning their, keeping their plate spinning, but it's energy. It's all energizing. I also feel like we're on the cusp of a spiritual revolution right now with all the stuff that we've been going through the last several years. 
as a planet. My personal viewpoint is I was watching, I was moving through the channels earlier and they were talking about spiritual awakenings on the commercial. And I was like, wow, this is between that and mental health awareness and all the other things that we've been dealing with internally. What's your viewpoint in terms of where we're headed? Based on your personal experiences, energetically, you're on a mission to help people and work with people through your own efforts. Where do you think we're headed as a society when it comes to understanding spirituality and energetic healing, intuition and stuff? That's a great question. And the way I look at the world is that we have good and evil happening in the world. We can see the evil of what of people that are doing evil things. And then you have out in the ethers, you have good and you have evil. Okay. I have a very strong belief that the good is going to win over the evil. And we're actually going to see it in our lifetime. And so this is on our earth and in the ethers out in the world. I have a belief that I need to get my book out there because my book is intending to tell us my story, but it really is to help people grow their awareness, just like my classes are. Just Even when I work with someone for two hours, I'm telling them everything I'm doing. I'm teaching them, okay? I believe that a lot of people are going to need to know what is this new thing, why are things feeling better? And they're going to need to learn to change their thinking. Most people, and I talked about stinking thinking, most people create their own disharmony in life because they're constantly thinking about what they don't want, right? And they're creating it. What if thoughts, right? When you're, oh, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what, the get rid of those. They're not anything until they occur. I know. Fear is the biggest threat to humanity, okay? And it's the devil's fanciest tools to get us being fearful. People are going to need to help to get out of their thinking change. So we have to undo all that. And it's going to be a lot of fun to bring people up. Excellent. Tell us about your energy course, your course in awareness. Okay. So my course in awareness is a five-class course. And so I start in the very first class, I teach my favorite tool, which is the one command based on a book titled The One Command by Asara Lovejoy. And it helps people get rid of stinking thinking. That's what that's for. Each class has a theory part. So I teach a little bit about energy. All right. I even teach kind of some deep theories, but then I say, you can forget it now. I just want you to know that this exists. So quantum physics is there for a reason. So I I even include some of that. And I said, that's because of entrainment is why you need to keep your cords clear, right? So cords between you and other people. I teach the, I have the lecture part in each class. And then in each class, I teach a bunch of tools. I teach people how to clear their own energy, how to clear their house, how to clear other people, right? How to stay balanced, how to stay grounded, how to keep protection on you. And then the last class goes into healing. So some of these are just techniques I've come up with. We can do anything to heal with intention, What is the most important thing the class teaches is that you have to be intentional. It's a great, it's a, everybody that takes it loves it and they're available on Zoom. So that's, what's good for any, no matter where you are, you can take my class. Your website is energybalanceforyou.com. Is that right? Yes. And I have a special, I have a 
a gift. So if anyone goes on to awakening.com, you can opt in and receive seven emails and I'm giving you tools. I'm teaching you some of my tools in those emails. So that's a little gift I have for you. Awakeninglifeenergy.com. I want to thank you for coming on and sharing all this information with us. It's great to have different practitioners featured. And that's what I like to do with the show is give, speak to our audience and share your personal experiences. But then also we just discussed your website, your book, your tools, absolutely practical approaches that they could then use if they're interested in wanting to talk to you further, they can reach out. And also I'm going to do this. And that is that anyone that would give a sense that I can help them, they're stuck somewhere Text me. My phone number is 214-504-8008. I have no problem if you text me because I'm here to help. That's my whole premise in life. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a guest give out their cell phone number or their number to be texted. That's impressive. I appreciate that. People can connect. And it it's not like I'm going to have 100 phone calls. God's going to make sure that the person that needs some help We'll find that number and call me. It's just the way it works. I love that. I'll ask you one last question. What's your theory on synchronicity? I've had a lot of experiences with it where manifestation and synchronicity for me go hand in hand. So if I'm thinking about somebody, all of a sudden, next thing you know, I know that's like deja vu. They'll reach out. Or if I go out to a restaurant, they're there. Or a certain person will cross my path that I didn't realize I could help them the way I did just by introducing them to certain people or things fall in line a certain way. And it's There's no explanation for it, but for. Synchronicity is a big part of my life. It feels like the structure around it, right? Everything is just totally manifesting the way it should be. I'm always at my appointments right when I'm supposed to be. Everything just happens the way it should be. I'm really impressed not only with people so that I think of someone and they call me. This happens all the time. So there are times when I think, gee, I wonder what happened to when I think about her and then she calls. There's also synchronicities with happenstance. So it's getting to the grocery store and buying something. And then I'm the I do the meal planning, the grocery shopping and the cooking for my family. They're so lucky. I'm a very good cook. I'll look at something at the grocery store and I'll think, mushroom. Oh, I'll buy them. I don't know why. And then all of a sudden, the next meal I'm cooking needs mushrooms. It happens to me as it, when I'm doing my grocery shopping. And I have to have had to learn that if I get a hit, that I see something and I think I need to buy it, I better buy it because I'm going to need it. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Absolutely. I feel like there's people that come into us having this conversation today, synchronistic. But being able to share things, but then I've had people come in my life that have put me on a different path than before. And it's just happened. And I respect the synchronicity that when it does occur. And mm-hmm. I just was curious what your theory was as you dabble in the energy healing and everything else that I've been doing for the last several years. And yes. it's great to get an outside perspective. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. My whole life is synchronous. <laughs> Ali, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this information with us. This has been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so much. You betcha. Uh-huh. I just want to thank Alita for coming on the show today and sharing her personal experiences. I think it's so important when we can have different points of view presented on our show. Check out our information. I'm going to have everything in the show notes. So you'll be able to check out everything that we've been talking about and reach out to Alita directly. I think if you feel imbalanced, 
check her out because I think she can truly bring balance to your life. One of the things I want to do going forward with our show is being able to share all these different points of view and do it in a way that you can actually think about these things and meditate on them, reflect on them, but then do something about it in your own life. We're not living in a vacuum. So energetically, spiritually, reach out and do something in your life that enhances your own awareness. As Alita is portrayed in her own interview today, she was on her own journey. It started at a chiropractor's office, and now she's doing this as a life passion. From my vantage point, I was in a hotel room when I found out my grandfather died. And when he passed away that night, the spiritual experience I had with him has led me on this journey that I've been on since 2004. So if you have something that happens in your life and you may not understand it, don't think too much about it, invest in it, and realize that you're probably being set on a journey for a reason. And one of the things I learned, I was afraid of revealing that I was an intuitive psychic for many years. It's not about us, but what we can do for others. How can we help and heal others? If you learn it and apply to spirituality in that nature, you'll find a lot of reward in it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Check out Alita's information. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid.